welcome to Noisy Narratives, where we um, talk about our stories and cut through the noise and get to the heart about what really matters. So I am Debbie Vallejo, and I am here today with Christy Williams, Amy Waddell, and we have a topic today that should be fun for all of us, fun and convicting at the same time. I think we're going to talk about the vibe of our home, what it means to have a vibe in your home, what it means to um, have a DNA of what your home looks like. We're going to talk about our kind of past homes, the homes we live in right now, and just ask some questions that can help um, our listeners and us consider the vibe of our home and how we as believers and how that should matter to us and what we do, right? So I'm going to give it to Christy first. <laughs> what was she thinking? And like, why is she was thinking? Well, why, why look at the vibe, vibe of your home? That's hard yeah. to say. What does that mean? Let's talk about what is vibe of your home? Vibe or culture. I would like to use the word culture maybe. Okay. Um, you know, what, what takes place in the house? What's important in the house? What is seen? Um, I kind of went to a whole list in my brain of like, is it a quiet house or a loud house? Is it a house that's aggressive or that's passive? Is it a house mm-hmm. that's formal or informal? Um, do you have table manners or is it a free for all at dinner? Like little things like that make it, you know, is it an open door home or is it a closed door? Like do friends, your do friends feel welcome? Are they like, Oh, I need to call and let her know I'm coming and give her 20 minutes or mm-hmm. can you just walk in and is it okay? Um, so I think that's important to know. And then I think as women and kind of the heart of the home, we're, we're kind of, we, we are the heart of the home. We set the, the, the parents. The parents, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would even say the women, not always just the parents, right? The females? Yeah, probably. Like the heart, um, the... Because the men just kind of go along with it, usually. Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. I agree with that. The most, most, how do you say this? Most health, in maybe a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. do like, like they acknowledge, they appreciate that the wife is the heart of the home and what she brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some homes where the man is the one that brings the the heart or the feelings. And the engagement, even. And the engagement, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the roles can be reversed mm-hmm. on both, I think. But there's sure. at least one person. At that, least one. That's a great yes. way to put it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, other things to think about, too. Like, do you all celebrate wins and achievements of your home? Or do you not acknowledge them? Or do you criticize them instead of celebrating? Do you criticize? Like, this was great, but it could have been better if you had. Yeah, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, And just really looking and going, are you a faith-based home? Is faith in your home? Um, Is that dwell? Does that show up in in your conversations, in your, you know, wherever you, if you have a nightmare at night, is there prayer there? Um, Things like that. I think it's, and I think it's fun. I think it's fun to look at your house and go, yeah, we could probably do better here. Kind of Mm -hmm. taking an inventory. And saying, yeah, we're kind of maybe, you know, if you a grade sheet, a report card, like F in this area, maybe an A in this area, maybe the dining room table, we're killing it. We're having meals together. Who cares if it's home cooked meal or takeout, but then, you know. Like instead of a, instead of a chore board, it's a. Yeah. It's a. would be the opposite how, of that? Yeah. Instead of a chore board, it's a. How we communicate board, you know, we did game night this week. We haven't, we haven't argued this week. We've, we've shown each other grace. Yeah. A grace filled home. Oh, that's good. A grace board. Grace board. Or like an angry home. That's fun. Yeah. You know, people that are. Somebody trademark that really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Have a chore board. We have a grace board. Exactly. (laughs) Like I grew up in a house that me personally, I was the, I had the chore board. Like, I remember thinking, like, I would wake up and I had this chore and that chore and do this and do that and do that. Then if you didn't do it, then you got in trouble. And, like, one of the kids asked me the other day, did you have to do the dishwasher when you were little? And I was like, oh, girl, let me tell you what I had Mm -hmm. to do. Where my siblings didn't have that. They had no chores. Really? No. They got to play. (laughs) All the time. As I rolled my eyes back my head. But that's just how our house was. We had trade-offs. Like, it, it was this week it was my week and you know, the next week is Jen's or, yeah. or, you know, every other night or something like that, which was really not fair when my sister moved out to go to college because she went to college locally. Yeah. So she would come home for meals. And I was like, she's not doing the dishwasher. And mom's like, she doesn't live here anymore. I was like, well, that's just crap. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. Let me tell you how I really you feel. Why am I picking up after mm-hmm. her? Exactly. So as y'all have grown up and gotten older and wiser, what does your home look like? Debbie, what does your house look like? 
What have you brought into it that you're kind of like, mm, I wish we wouldn't have? And what are you like? I'm glad I brought that from what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a very authoritarian home, I would call it in a lot of ways. Lots of rules. Um, I think back in the day, that's kind of what you knew to do as a parent, right? Is you made rules and people followed them. And that's how you learned as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as engaging in the scriptural conversations, that was my dad. Like we were talking about just earlier, as far as engagement, I think my dad just engaged in that more. Um, that's what he wanted. My, both my parents came from harder homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad's parents, both of his were alcoholics and, um, there was some hard stuff there that they were recovering from. So part of it is giving your parents grace. Cause my goodness, he didn't have a great example of how to be yeah. a dad at all. So him having to learn that too. And I was the oldest. So there's an element for sure of just our different, um, Greater my baby, yes, my baby sister's eight years younger than me. Um, so there were some things that we brought. Um, and then of course your husband, of course, makes a difference too. My husband grew up in a different house than I did, but both of us grew up in Christian homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for us, uh, it's a lot of, um, you know, kind of owning your mistakes in a lot of ways for all of us. <laughs> and so my, I mean, my, um, kids, I was not one of those. I mean, if they forgot homework, I remember having family over one time and what a member of my family asked me, cause one of my kids, I can't remember which one it was, had forgotten their homework. It was sitting on the, and they're in elementary school, you know, first, second grade ish, something like that. It's sitting on the counter. She was like, aren't you going to take that up to them, to the school? I'm like, no, but are they in trouble? I'm like, maybe they'll probably have to, you know, back then they watch laps on the playground sometimes mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're thinking laps or whatever. Mm-hmm. My kid, they might have to walk a lap. They may have to sit and work during recess time, whatever. She goes, oh, but it's right there. I was like, it is. But I already did first grade, mm-hmm. whatever it was. I mean, so it was like that. And then they came home and I'd be like, so how did that day go? And they tell me, yeah, I forgot my homework. I was like, man, girl, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry you forgot your homework. I hope you remember it tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was that kind of a thing. It's really hard that you didn't, didn't want to just jump up and go get it for There's it. a temptation. I, mm-hmm. I do think for us, especially in the culture we live in, where it is about success looks a certain way. And mm-hmm. if your kid doesn't look this way, they're not successful versus the lessons you learn along the way that helps them be successful later. Like right now, I mean, we've talked about this before. It's better for them to feel it in elementary school even then to feel it in high school when it's like a GPA issue. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be running their homework up to them in high school. I don't remember my parents <laughs> doing stuff like that. They didn't back then, but man, mm-hmm. everybody was doing it. Like I know elementary school people talked about how hard it was to keep having stuff dropped off from parents. I think they finally cut that out, right? You're not no. allowed to drop stuff off anymore. Oh, you can still, you still do. Yeah. I would wow. kids. There were certain ones that they would do so good mm-hmm. and they would have like a, I forgot my homework. And I'd be like, you're a good kid. I'm going to take it to you today. Yeah, but then right. some days be like, no, no, you've kind of slacked on other with things. The, yes. I'm noticing a, a habit here. You can't this get this starting. done, this done, this done. And now it's home. No, you need to reel it back in and all of them. Yeah. But I really find myself like when they are doing really well in everything and they do that, I'm like, Absolutely. Yes. I'll bring it up to you. Middle school, they don't let you take stuff. My middle so, school, but elementary does. Middle and high school, school, there was one time with each of my girls in sixth grade band. Mm-hmm. I did say... I brought their instrument up. Mm-hmm. It's there for you. Your teacher will not get it. Maybe you can run get it between the hall. And I said I would do it once. And mm-hmm. I did it one time because that's that grace kind of like. But after that, there was – and one of my girls never did forget again, but the other one did a couple of times. But I was like, that's – you know, and they're serious in band. You, They are not happy if you forget your instrument. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. she had to kind of know what that felt like, you know. But in elementary, I felt like it was an easy – no, because it was an easy thing for them to learn. Because it didn't count. Their exactly. grades don't count in elementary school. So I'm like, this is where, regardless, you know, and Christy was super sweet and nice. But, I mean, this is where I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, in real life, like, even if you're doing great, but then this one big thing really matters. you got to know how to kind of recover from that. Yeah. So I just, you know. It, it, but everybody, you got to. Either way, I wasn't mad at them or angry at them. I mm-hmm. think that is the difference, too. I was like, I'm sorry that you messed up. But I'm not getting angry at them for getting their homework. Yeah. I forget stuff. Even as adult, we forget how much we still do stuff that like is we seem to feel like is unacceptable for children, but we we do it ourselves all the time. Oh yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, so that was just kind of I guess the way we rolled was kind of like that. What about things that you, 
play in your head, like your self-talk or your negative self-talk that you can tell comes from what you grew up with. And then how it affects, like it affects your finances. It affects your uh, body image. It affects, I mean, so many things. Well, my dad will love this one because this kind of calls him out. (laughs) But um, I kind of think to a degree he wanted boys and he got two daughters and he was pretty hard on us to the point that even my grandparents are like, Robert, you need to like ease up on them Mm -hmm. just a little bit. He's like, no, I expect a lot out of them. And so many times when I was little, I'd get hurt or something would happen and he would constantly say, suck it up. I'll Mm. give you something to cry about to the point that I broke my arm when I was five years old. Mm. The school calls in. She's broken her arm. Ah, she's fine. She'd be crying if it, I went a week and I was still, Oh my gosh. I was still upset about it and it still hurt. And I have a high pain tolerance. So we learned I have a high pain tolerance. I would say that that is true. We drive all the way to East Texas and he's like, I'll just take her to the doctor. I'll just take her to the doctor because he knew an orthopedic surgeon, whatever. They take me, and I had broken clean through both bones <gasps> in my left arm, and I was five. <laughs> Do you bring this up often with that? Yes, he laughs. Okay. <laughs> Just making Because sure. it happened later with my sister. Same thing. She broke her arm. She'd been a little over a week. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, we all just didn't complain that much. I'm like, you didn't pay attention that much. Yeah. Oh you just said gosh. it was, you know, and we were told to suck it up. And to a degree now, I don't cry that much. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's, but my self-talk is if I get upset about something, I'm like, you're being ridiculous. Yes. You know what? Just suck it up. It's not that big of a deal. And it comes out later because I'll stuff uh-huh. and it comes out later and something else and at a weird time and people think, why is this that upsetting to you? And I'm like, it's not that. It's so many other mm-hmm. things. And so, yeah. Stuffing, that's a product of it. Yeah. That's Which is why I've had anxiety issues and stuff like that because anxiety is how it bubbles up in me. Mm-hmm. I get anxious about something that any other day would not affect me mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, other thoughts on what you grew up with and how it affects your relationships. Maybe not with dad, but other relationships. Yeah, like you I would interact. say mine is the understanding of like submission in the home from a Christian perspective. The way that conversation happened or the look of it in my home totally messed me up as far as my ability to interact well with my husband. Your husband, yes. Yeah, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to communicate well. Didn't think you were supposed to push back if you disagreed. I didn't know how to disagree with him. Well, I could with everybody else. I could have mm-hmm. conflict with everybody else just fine. In fact, I was kind of in my job kind of known for being able to handle hard relationships well. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my husband kind of <laughs> were the brunt of my learning how to do Because I was stuff, like Amy said, as a consequence of that. Because yeah. I didn't think I was supposed to rock push back at all mm-hmm. or rock the boat at all. Or So when did you learn that it was okay? You know, I'm still learning that, if I'm honest, of where that line is, um, because my husband has a strong personality and feels very strongly about certain things, so those two things did not go together well. Um, He did not respond well when I finally would would speak up, and part of that was because by the time I did, I didn't. I wasn't maybe thinking well about how to say the words. I was just upset. Yes. That's how I would just get to that point. And then he would not receive it well because he would get defensive. Um, Just that's, again, kind of a family trait as well from his side. So the two of us, our issues did not blend well Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're so much better now than we were. I mean, it's taken a lot of work to learn how to have those conversations and converse well. But there's still times those issues rear their ugly head. Mm -hmm. And um, we're just, and then we're just, we could tell, you can tell we're just tired. We're both of us just tired. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. We're just tired. Is this going to ever be better to where this doesn't come up at some point again? (laughs) It just takes longer. The longer you're married, the it doesn't, instead of taking two weeks, now it takes four weeks or it takes six weeks or yeah. it takes two months, but it's still well, going to come up. But too, right? con- exactly. And I think too, though, the hard, it used to be where though we'd have these conversations and they would go all night long because they were oh. so difficult, but now they're, oh, they are over quickly. These initial conflicts yes. that would take mm-hmm. hours and hours yeah. to hash out. Now we can get them hashed out in 30 minutes. And we're like, we are kind of grateful for that. Yes. But, but you're it, worn out at the We're worn out it. still. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause they are more intense. They're just faster. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so. Mm. 
there's an element of just, I don't know. So I say like, I'm still working out cause I really am. There's still oh, an yeah. element we're, of me we're just in process having to all the time. Yeah, totally. I, if I'm being honest, I don't have all that mastered yet. So I'll just, I don't think anybody there. gets that mastered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't well, know. I sure see other couples. I talk to them. I'm like, I feel like you do this really no. well. <laughs> They're lying. You're reading their Facebook posts. That's what's going on. They're yeah. reading just oh kidding. Gosh, the highlight reel. Yeah. Well, I don't, I certainly don't want to blame my childhood, even though, or in the, my home environment, even though I'm sure it has something to do with it. But as far as the whole, like 43 single, never been married, don't have kids. At some point I just decided it was exhausting. I was tired of the whole dating thing. Mm. My parents got divorced. Both of my parents are on their third marriages, Mm. which great. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, my grandparents had a long successful marriage, but the other ones, I haven't yeah. lasted. You know, yeah. of course, my mom and stepdad have been married for like 25, 28 years, something like mm-hmm. that. So that's a long, successful marriage. But sure. at the same time, I, my my give up is really, is really high. Yeah. And it's just easier to do it on my own. And yeah. I don't want to yes, get... Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't want to get attached to somebody and then just to have it blow up. Yeah. Well, and I, I do theory. love how, like, you're so engaged with your family. I do think there's something you're going, it doesn't mean you don't have an amazing, you don't have to be married to have an amazing life. Mm-mm. You can have an amazing life. God has so much for you. And I like, think, you have such a, you have such rich relationships, you know? I, I think so. I kind of look at Lucy Swindoll. She was never married. She yeah. didn't mm-hmm. have kids. She's such a happy, outgoing person. But at the same time, I do want a significant sure. other. I just don't want to work sure. at it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. I just want is. them to fall in line to my life. Yeah. And if yeah. that's asking too much. Then well, you just come and fit into this right And here. I want them to think that sunshine shoots out of my butt. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm perfect. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, my give, up is, my give up is really easy. I'm like, ugh, just. He has one gray hair. Like, I don't, it's like, I have to pick out something, yeah. you yeah. know, I have to, and I wear my family out. Mm. Amy, just, I'm like, oh, you like sci-fi movies. Who cares? Yes. Like, you don't have to watch them he, with when him. When you get married, he can watch that in another room and you can watch your I'm rom-com like, in the He other doesn't room. even like country music. My sister's like, okay, I can't with you right now. Yeah. I can't with you. She goes, do you think I wanted to go out with David a second time? <laughs> she said, but I did. Sorry, David, he won't listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> But she decided that David was a player, and she was, you know, yeah. her, he's the sweetest guy. And yes, he is. He's he so thinks, sweet. He thinks sunshine shoots out of her butt. He yeah. just does, yeah. you know. But, yeah. Yeah, I've told your your sister and brother-in-law, I'm like, you know, it's sweet. Because even when I'm talking to them, they're asking me a question. They have some concern about something or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what on here. But even if they're asking, they're like in tandem. It's the two yes. of them together. They're, even when you have a concern, you got like, that's amazing. Because yeah. they're together on it. It's mutual. They, mm-hmm. they eyes wide open. They have very open conversations. Well, they, will, they will go together and like, this is what we're going to ask Debbie about. Like, we have this much time. We're going to ask Debbie about this. And we're going to, yes, they are, they are very it's intentional so about their. <laughs> sweet to see because that's not true a lot of times like to yeah. and for couples who are on that kind of togetherness page mm-hmm. i applaud that so much because and, that does take work like we are great the right they work. are not perfect i'm gonna tell you this right now they are great people they are not perfect so right we do so have keep to the remember. pedestal not so high is that what you're saying so okay. they're gonna fall so you, you know. gotta keep it low enough to where they won't hurt themselves yeah when they fall off it okay but yes it. they they are great but yeah not perfect okay so christy what about you like how what things have you brought from your background and changed or mm-hmm. kept or well, valued. both Greg and I came from a divorce family, so that was divorce was not an option. Yep, and so that's that's another thing for me. Divorce is not an option. There's a divorce is not an option, so you have and to. And you say that going in, but there's times that you're like, does. I want out. Yes. Where's the outdoor? <laughs> like, I'm out of here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I did not sign up for this. But then you have to be like, nope. We said divorce is not an option. Like, so the we are going to work. You got to work it out. You have mm-hmm. to work it out. But there's mm-hmm. been plenty of times. Not like more than on my hand I can count, but enough to where I can go, oh, I remember thinking, like, I'm done. That's every couple, I'm though. done. If they're honest, that's every yeah. couple. Yeah, yes, yes. But then you kind of have to reel it in and get over the emotion and mm-hmm. all that and be like, okay, nope, we're committed to this. We're going to stick with this. So what you um, had from growing up that you were like, we do not want to carry this in is the divorce. Divorce. And I remember specifically <laughs> um, when dating a guy, my dad would line up. 
my dad is is gone now, so he'll never hear this. Or maybe he's looking down and hearing it. Who knows? But he would go into his and he was so meticulous on his stuff. Mm -hmm. Like his clothes had to be a certain way. I mean, like he was slightly, not slightly. My mother would say he's 100% neurotic on his clothing, um, even his food. Like everything just had to be in perfect place. His shoes, he didn't touch anything. So, Mm -hmm. And it was so over the top. It bugged the snot out of me. Mm -hmm. So when I would start dating a boy, I would look in his closet. And if it was like perfectly in, in line, I'd be like, I'm done. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not marrying that. I'm not going to marry. I don't even want to yes. engage in that because I, totally I know what it. all that comes with. So I'm out. So I would mm. take myself out. So I walked in Greg's <laughs> closet. There was not a, there was no clothes on any hangers anywhere. Like they were all <laughs> on the ground. And I was like, okay, this might work. The, I, I can work with the, this, you can't make yes. it to the hamper thing. Yes. I actually can work with that. Yes. <laughs> Which most women are like, oh, that's a dead exactly. exactly. What was I'm our done. biggest argument when we first got married was, Stuff on the floor. was his laundry. Because mm-hmm. he didn't like the way I did his laundry, so I stopped doing it, and I just chunked it on the other side of the bed so I didn't have to see it. So then he would come to bed, and he'd trip on his laundry, getting in bed, and I'd be like, well, that's your laundry. I mean, I don't want to look at it. If you want to keep it on the floor, fine, but right. it's on that side of the bed. The second, the second you complained, you just nominated yourself for I laundry. Did. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's still funny. So right. things like that that I look for is I don't want to be a chore chart. Mm-hmm. So I will say I do go to the nth degree where the kids are, they have chores and I'll be like, so pretty. Just go play. Let's just yeah. go play outside. Our friend mm-hmm. comes over very rarely. Am I like, my kid needs to finish his chores. Yeah. And I'm like, go, go play. There's so I tried much time. to be a chore chart person. Cause I was a teacher and mm-hmm. we love teacher loves our charts, right? Mm-hmm. We love our, Like I had all Gold that in my room, yeah. <laughs> everything. But man, I could not do it in mm-hmm. my home. I, I tried. I had friends who did it. They loved it. They thought it was amazing. I just. Those I are couldn't. sick people that love. <laughs> Is that? No, I don't know. those are really good people that <laughs> raise organized. kids that are like by the structured and organized. Mine are not. Kids, <laughs> those kids have no imagination. <laughs> they, they Is that what we're going to go with? I don't know. <laughs> I will say for the chore part, though, the kids know, like, okay, it's time. You've got, we've got an hour. And we're going to yeah. just bang out the whole house an hour. And it's all hands on deck. Nobody complains. See, that's what I've been more than spontaneous. And then we're done. But then we're the spontaneous short chart. That's what I, I would write them all on note cards, mm-hmm. put them all out on the counter. We pick a day Saturday morning. I'm like, yep. y'all grab a note card. That's what you're doing. When I check yep. it off and sign off for it, when you're done, that you're done with that. When that's all right. the note cards are finished, we're done. That means mm-hmm. we can do something else. And it was the spontaneous. Yes. That we were, I was ended up bad. And I had embraced yep. that about myself though. Did you mm-hmm. have to embrace Like, I didn't like that about myself for a long time. I didn't uh, like that. Yeah, because I well, because when you first have a baby, they tell you hey, do this and exactly. do this, and you have to have a chart and yeah. you check chart. Oh, even for preschool, I remember for preschool, give them a chart to show them put on their socks mm-hmm. and then their shoes and exactly. then they can move yes. it over. And I was like, so I that worked with your first one. How did that no, work it didn't work. work. Like, I struggled. <laughs> I struggled. I did I was it like, with Joel, and I felt me. terrible when I let it go. I felt like I was a failure. I just yeah. felt like I was a failure. Like I wasn't doing it right. Like I am totally missing the bed on this. My kids are not going to know how to do anything. I'm a teacher. I should know how to do this better. Yeah. I beat myself up about it for a while, actually, yeah. if I'm being honest. Self-talk. You never did that. The it is. I didn't beat myself up because I was like, screw all of y'all for doing that. Like, this side of life is so much better. Like, I don't know what <laughs> y'all are exhausting. That's like my sister. That's yeah. how you like my sister. The like, self-talk's just not there. It's not, like, there are some things that it is self-talk where I have oh conversations my in my head regarding, like, relationships or doubt. Like, I'll make a decision yeah. with a kid or uh a comment with my husband that I'll be like, Oh, that was not good. I got to go. I need to go back and ask for forgiveness or reevaluate that, that kind of stuff. But, but you don't sweat the smoke. I don't stuff. care what people think of me that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I do to an extent, yeah. but I don't, and I don't, I don't really compare myself much to others. I'll and never I think it's somebody said one and time. And I think that's a big deal. But here's the, something that does you don't get compare me. compare yourself. Somebody did say this one time. She looked at, um, a mom, mom had four kids. Mm-hmm. That's probably 10 years ago. And she looked at the mom and she was like, oh, bless her heart. That mom let herself go. And I was like, oh, that's going to be me someday. Like that's, I'm going to let myself go. Cause this no. is exhausting. At some point you just have to let it go. <laughs> Cause I just, I can't manage everything that I want to manage and not something's going to go. What's going to first thing to go? Probably exercise and eating appropriately. Mm-hmm. Cause I do. Okay, Enjoy well, I've, I've let that go, and I have zero children <laughs> and a husband, yes. so I'm getting back on track. But I mean, it's just, but that's the one thing that will play over in my head mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, did you let yourself go? No, I did not let myself go. Am I choosing to do other things in this? Yes, but let yourself go is so hard on who I am and what I want to be or mm-hmm. trying to be or who God's made me to be, and I'm trying to live in His likeness more. I have to be like, no, that's just not in the wheelhouse right now. Like, it's yeah. okay if I don't work out five days a week, but I go three. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And I ate chips and queso last night. That's okay. 
You know what I mean? Like little things like that. Because in the end, we all have that stuff in our head that gets in there and mingles and mangles and messes everything up. And I think sometimes for me, what life has shown me is sometimes I'm surprised at what gets stuck in my head. Yes. And I'm surprised at what doesn't. Yes. Like, so I feel like I know myself pretty well, but then at the same time, you're going, huh? There's Every some once things in a while. I'm still going, I don't know myself as well as I, and paying attention to that, I think is important. If something's really bothering you, like you're saying, you got to go, why? Yeah, why? Why? Mm-hmm. why? That's reflection. And mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have time for that. Sometimes we don't even want to enter into that. We don't want to. It just depends on the hard. day. It's really the day yeah. and the moment that all of that bubbles up and That's true too. Cause it can be a, it can be a cacophony of multiple mm-hmm. things. What about the saying, um, when mom's. When mama's happy, the what is when it? When mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Yes. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Yeah. Or when mama's happy, you're happy. Do we like above? that saying for I our don't. home? I don't like that saying for my home. But that's me. Okay, why don't you? I don't I'm I'm back I'm in the only one in my home, so <laughs> you're winning over there. <laughs> because, <girlfriend. yeah. laughs> Honestly, so and quiet. it comes down I think we were talking about this some um, on a different podcast, but part of my th- that and I say I use the word trigger loosely it's not trigger but it just it's that feeling that rises up in me like it's not everybody's job in the home to keep me happy and it's not everybody's job in your home to keep you happy mm-hmm. that's not what we're raising there's an, a neurosis to that there that is. just like bugs me so I can't get past to even I don't really even laugh at it very much to be honest because I think I can see it was just a fun saying I'm like I can take right. but people who live by that I'm like yeah I then that's that's just, then you have that's one really right. controlling person totally. in your home. And that's not, that's not fun to live with. No, mm-hmm. for anybody. And but that's not also loving the, my people. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's not loving my people when I So let's, let's go back for just a second, growing up in a home. So, Christy, you and I came from a home where we had married parents. Mm-hmm. And then we when we lived in that, and then it changed to they're not married anymore. Mm-hmm. And you live in mm-hmm. separate. Mm-hmm. So... How do you think your view on life changed? I can tell you how mine did. But how Mine's you... probably the polar opposite of yours. Yeah. What is yours? Well, I went from my parents being married, which I thought was perfect. My parents never argued in front of us. They would oh. go into another room and talk. And so when they decided to get divorced, it was a huge surprise. But, you know, we woke up every morning. My dad did a Bible study lesson while we sat and, and did our breakfast. Mm. And then we would go to school and then on... Uh, would come home at night and while we're doing homework and mom does the dinner and everything. Oh my gosh, you've got like the Cleaver family over there. It was. Wow. And then we would wake up on Saturday mornings and my dad would get us up and then he'd go to work and he'd come home at noon and we'd go to a movie or go bowling. My mom would do shopping or do whatever she needed to do around the house and then we would come back together. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday we went to church and then after church we'd watch football. And it went from that to we're getting divorced. That extreme. That extreme. My dad moves out. Wow. No more Bible studies in the mornings. We move into an apartment. My dad moves back to East Texas, and it is a June Cleaver, oh my and gosh. it is a nothing. What did that do to you emotionally? Oh, I'm shocked. Oh, it tore me up. Yes. Oh, my gosh, Amy. And so yeah. that is it's gonna be- getting the rug pulled out from under yeah. you, which is yeah. why I'm not big on, let's go meet somebody. Yes. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my my safe place was going to my grandparents' house because my uh, grandparents we do share that in common. My grandparents never changed. Yeah, their relationship stayed the same. They were besides my parents, they were really big advocates on my faith and and you know making making sure I went to GA camp every summer and youth mm-hmm. camp every summer and I got to go with my best friend. And so I'm probably more controlling about my life. Because the rug got pulled out from under me mm. at nine. And mm-hmm. you just don't want that to happen again. I don't want it to happen again. Yeah. I don't want to rely on anybody financially ever again. I've moved out at 18 because I wanted to. And I was tired of being told what to do. <laughs> but that's a good age that all that oh, bubbles yeah. up. Absolutely. And so when I hear people move back at like 30, I'm like, what on? Tell me what that's like. <laughs> what on earth is that? Because when I moved out, mom's like, great, I'm going to turn this into the new guest room. Yes, yes. Like there's, and here's all of your stuff. Yeah. Here's all of your toys. Here's uh-huh. all of your, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, can I leave it here? Oh, you don't live here anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, which was good because it, it was a learning thing. It was like, no, you've decided to move out on your own. I knew if I needed to come home, I could. Right. But, yeah, it was. That's, yeah. So mine was polar opposite. My parents okay. decided they never married. They were never married well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was controlling. My dad would give my mother so much money to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and she had to bring back the receipt and he would look at the receipt and make sure that the money that she brought back. And it had to be certain matched, food. It had to be matched, really healthy matched. Food. Uh-huh. So she had to show the change. So oh, she yeah. wasn't pocketing anything. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like he was crazy like that. 
Um, and so my mom um, is married to John Apple. Well, John Apple is not my real dad. He legally adopted me when I was like eight months old or whatever. So he always treated me as though I was adopted. To like even around the other siblings, around uh, my three siblings. So you're were not his real. Also? No, those are his real. Mm. But so my, you weren't his real mm. daughter, is mm. how he treated you. Yes. Mm. I mean, everybody would, they'd be like, oh, you're all, are all the same. And he, you put on the facade that we were, but in the home, it was polar opposite. Wow. So when my parents, I remember them talking to us and being like, yes, he's leaving. I cannot wait. This is so great. You're, you thought that. I thought. I was thrilled to death. Like, I could yeah. finally have a life. This is going to be wonderful. And my sister's just bawling and sad. and Because her dad. experience had been totally different. Totally different. Yeah. I had a stepdad like that for about 11 months. Yeah. And Horrible. I rejoiced when he left. Yeah. So mine was a rejoicing and I can live and I can thrive. I don't have to worry about. And how old were you mom. when your stepdad and your mom got divorced? Uh, well, we call him dad. So oh, John dad? Apple, he was, I was like 13, 14. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's a pretty... And then your sisters you were, were... You were Brindley's age. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it was... I was not shocked. I was kind of praying for it, too. Like, please, About get him time. out of here. Mm-hmm. Get him out of here. This would be so great. Yeah. I'm sure there's times I prayed worse than that, too. But I was thrilled. Where my brother and sister... Brothers and sister were like, yay, bye. So... That's so do totally you think, different. Do you, do you think, does that motivate how welcoming you are with kids in your home? I mean, you were well, just like, mom, come on, yes. everybody. But my mom all, was everybody. that way when we were little. The door was always open. Neighborhood kids always came in. There was always snacks for everybody. My mother's an amazing, godly Christian woman. And so even after the divorce, mm-hmm. even before the divorce, she would sit in the front room. And I would go to junior high volleyball in the morning, and she'd be sitting there doing her devotion every morning. So we'd sit and talk. And so she was a very, I mean, and I was raised in a Christian home. He was a Christian man, just a very flawed Christian human. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we went those. to church and so all of that. So our faith was big, strong, however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. Um and so when God answered the prayer, I thought it was great for me. So how did the church, both of you guys were in Christian oh, homes the and the church, and then horrible. y'all, your parents got divorced at a time when the church was still really not nice they, to people. I didn't know they, it was handled so poorly till probably the last five or 10 years when my mother told me. Um, they didn't know, they didn't know what to do with us. It was, it was, I remember going into a Sunday school class and it was like, everybody welcome Amy. She's here with her mom and her sister. I'm like, why did you have to announce it like that? <laughs> and then yeah. that look, you can't the see pod. your podcast can't look her. There's a look on Amy's face. Like, and then, then yeah. my mom would go to do oh. a Bible study and they would put her in the class with the widows mm-hmm. because right. they didn't have a divorce class mm-hmm. and they certainly weren't going to put her in a married class because, you know, my mom, very attractive woman. She's about the size. She was like a size zero and you know, had a cute figure and they did not want her with <laughs> around the other married oh. men. And she was a looker, you know, and I, yeah, you know, that's interesting. But yeah, they didn't really know how to Mm-mm. approach us. So you didn't, so you kind of felt that at the time, but you didn't even know at the time no that idea. they treat. So what changed, uh-uh. like, what was your perspective as a kid? And then what was it? Well, now? We still when it was went the to reality? church, so I didn't know anything different. So we mm-hmm. still kept going to church and our youth group was my, I mean, Backbone was plugged in there. Well, they obviously volunteers. knew that your parents were separated. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did. But some of the people at the church told my mother, you cannot divorce him. There's no reason to divorce him. And they had, again, the narcissism. Exactly. Because she's missing know. the big black mm-hmm. eye and the yes. broken arm. Yes. They think that's all there yes. is to Where my grandparents were like, person. absolutely, get mm-hmm. out of there. This is horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And so I think it was more my grandparents being so supportive of her because her friends and her church people that she had Bible study with, she lived life with, like she would design the costumes for like the yeah. charity church mouse and the Colby, you know, display or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were all turned their back on her. I mean, she did have a good group of girlfriends that were Christians, but from the church, no church. So they wouldn't even be around her anymore. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Wow. Questioned her. Kind of did this well, to she her. she obviously is doing something wrong. She's obviously yes. her wanting to divorce him. He hasn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. He hasn't physically beat her. He hasn't cheated on her. She is obviously. Yeah. She, and yeah. how many. I mean, I've heard this from women, too. 
well, you know, we don't have a very good marriage. And my mother-in-law just told me I needed to get on an antidepressant or something. Exactly. And it was that. What? And then, yes. You just need to yeah. get on an antidepressant and just deal with him. <gasps> we don't get divorced. You just need to do yeah. that. And it was a lot oh. of, but if you just do this, then he'll do that. Mm-hmm. If you just welcome him when he comes home. Mm-hmm. If you'll have then sex with him more if when you he wants it. You probably have sex if with him. If you just cook his food for him every night. Oh like gosh, they're really sure If you just all do that. all that, then, I mean, it'll be better. And so women were told that they could yes. fix their men and that they just had to. They had and, well, to say. You, you picked him. You married him. You need, yeah. to, you need to stick it out. I mean, so he's not sad. doing anything wrong to you. And not. So do you feel like you're, both of you, do you feel, do you, so in the end, do you feel like it was the right thing and that your lives are better because your parents made the choices they made? Um, yeah, seeing it, I mean, it not happening in that way. I mean, obviously, obviously a kid that wasn't equipped to deal with that and there were the emotional fallout of it, the like emotional fallout of it. So I became the pleaser and I became, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Or my sister was, when she got angry about something or she was frustrated, it would just come out and then she was done. And me, on the other hand, was like, well, Jen's, Jen's having, Jen's having a moment. And so I, I can't, I can't do You anything. can't be that way because your sister's being and that way. My, my dad is so upset and mad at my mom. And so I have to keep my dad happy and I have to keep my mom happy because, you know, now she's got two girls by herself and she's supporting both of us. And I, I just had to keep all the balls in the air until around 21 when... <laughs> Like I, I basically, I basically had a nervous breakdown on my mom's bedroom floor. Mm. It was Memorial Day weekend, and I just, and my mom's like, "What is going on?" And she, I remember my mom looking at me and saying, I, "And she knew I had panic attacks, but I'd never been put on medication for it." And she didn't know why I had panic attacks. And she looked at me, and I said, I, "We got to go to the hospital." She goes, "They will admit you <laughs> if oh. I take you to the hospital." Goes, like you probably don't want that. We just need to. We, and so I remember Memorial Day weekend, it's a three day weekend. I'm getting hot even talking about this. And then I remember going to my general physician and him putting me on something. And my mom's like, could you knock her out? <laughs> and my poor mother, she, of course, you're having panic attacks. You're having irrational thoughts, yeah. you know. And, you know, and you're not sleeping and you're hyperventilating and all that yes. messes with your brain, too. And all I, that I remember looking at my mom and I said, if I stay in this state, I'm going to end it. Yeah. That's and awful. I remember my mom. Well, that's why just your mother bawling. panicked. Of course, yes. of my course. mom is just bawling. Yep. And it was if <laughs> I'm 21 years old, and if she got up to go to the bathroom, I went to the bathroom with her. If she went to the kitchen to get a snack, yeah. I went with her. I'm like, I she could not get out of my sight. Yeah, she was my safe person, and I just held on to her. And she's like, I'm going to call your grandmother to come up because my grandmother was like the voice of reason for me. And so I'm 21. I'm, I have my own apartment. And my grandmother would stay over. I'd go sleep in the bed with my grandmother. My Aww. grandfather would go sleep in another room. But that's what's necessary. Like, it's necessary to be in people's space like that who are struggling like you're struggling. Because yeah. they'll tell you later, I could not be alone. Right? Or my grandmother started, she's a researcher. And so, not not professionally, she just, you know, when something happens, she has to know everything about it. So, she started reading books on anxiety and yeah. panic and everything. So, she knew how to deal with me. That's a very, lo- that's a very loving home it is. Culture mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. yeah. Like someone sees what it's you're going through. It's a place to have a breakdown. Yeah. My grandmother needed to solve it. She was like, why is she? And so I got into counseling and all of this stuff came out. I was like, a, support. it was like a blooming so onion. Great. Like yeah. it just started coming yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why I'm so perfect now. I just, <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> I think that's so amazing though, that you have a grandmother that sees that yeah. because mm-hmm. your mother couldn't handle it. And your mother was wise enough to be like, Come on, mama. Come on. What does she call? What do you call grandmother? Her? Come on, grandmother. We need your help because mm-hmm. most women or anybody in that we might be like, well, we're just going to figure this out. Stay mm-hmm. here. Take some medication. And Take just, some medication yeah. versus seeking wisdom and something that's smarter than you, whether it's a grandparent, mm-hmm. a counselor, mm-hmm. somebody else. And you can't describe it to people like, well, why are you? Why no, you are can't. you upset? Why are you panicked? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. If I knew that, I wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How anyway. long did it last? At what point were you like, I feel okay sleeping in my own bed or? Not following. Well, I, I went ahead and went home, but it was probably like the longest panic I've ever been in is like two and a half months, mm. where you wake up, you're panicked, you go to sleep, panicked, and anyway, that could be a totally, a totally another a whole another anxiety podcast. Yeah. Well, and I think what's interesting is um, I, women don't always want to speak about the things Mm-mm. that have created us. It's it's our DNA. We're born with the DNA too. We see that in our kids, our people. Our mm-hmm. loved ones, right? That there's there's some building blocks there that God makes, right? Because He's made us. Um, but the environment shapes that for sure. Mm-hmm. 
And I think sometimes those are hard conversations, but if you don't have them, you don't realize how much it's shaping where you are in the vibe of your home right now. Like if you don't have that internal introspection, you're missing out on the opportunity, you know, to grow, um, in your own place, you Mm -hmm. know? So like, how has that changed? Then how, what do you do differently now just in your relationships and your friendships and, um, I'm an open book now. I talk about it instead of letting stuff, and I've learned how to put up boundaries. So you're transparent. I'm more transparent. And the book Boundaries worked wonders for me. We've had that. that. I think you're like the third person to come on here that's recommended that book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is a great book. Yeah. So when my parents got divorced, Mm -hmm. um, I thrived. And my family and my sister did not so much, and my brother didn't. They struggled. But you look back, I think they have better relationships now because they saw something that was so unhealthy Mm -hmm. ended. Yeah. Like, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable behavior. You don't treat people this way. You don't they, have expectations of people. They weren't seeing a healthy relationship. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. But it's and all so, they knew. And uh-huh. some people stay married. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. And their children never get to see a healthy relationship and never get to see two people communicate. And then they go on to repeat that. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is something I never wanted to do. I don't want to repeat. Mm-hmm. I see things in my mom that I'm like, oh, I'm like that. I don't want to be like that. Like she has a tendency well, to I nag or bug. And marriage is important. Relationships are important, but they're not idols. I think right. for a long time, um, Christians are culturally, it's just marriage has been treated like an idol. And we've sacrificed the souls of a lot of kids and people on that. Mm-hmm. But it's idol. so hard for women to get out of a marriage when it, it may so not hard. be an It's not idol. as bad now, but it used to be, I think, even worse. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. But, but now they can get out and they can get a job, but still it's the um, the lifestyle that they're leaving. They don't yeah. want to leave that lifestyle. Because right. yeah. they, 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 they can put, they can put up with his crap, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, because I can still go do this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a financial comfort. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. So how do you, so then this is a question since we're doing the vibe of the home and we've talked about that side of it, which is, I think, important. Mm-hmm. There are also women who struggle though with their own selfishness and knowing where that comes in. Like, mm-hmm. how do you know what is an okay expectation to have in my home and what's something that's not like, what am I, am I expecting everyone to make me happy all the time? And how do I know if that's what I'm doing versus caring for my family? Like how would you, you need people to, to speak into it, but you have to be open and honest. So you have to ask your people so, that you're living with. Like, yeah. Or even friends. Like I remember having multiple conversations with girlfriends, like when the kids were little. How do you handle this? What did you do? And really it was with the moms that had older kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you should, I would hope that you're constantly wanting to make your life better, your home life better, because it's not perfect, right? Like so many can be like, oh yeah, I'm perfect. And our, our life is perfect. Is it, is it really? Like, I don't. If you're a sinner, how can it be perfect? And mm-hmm. if you're two sinners, husband, wife, living at home, producing little people sinners, That's right. it's not going to be perfect. Mm-mm. So there's got to be somewhere that you can go, we could probably work in this area a little bit better. But I do remember asking older moms that had older kids, how, do you, how, do you, how did you handle this? What did you do? And it was amazing all the different ways people handled different things, whether it was arguments with husbands or go, it being, I remember being told, it's okay to go to sleep and be angry. Because I, I grew up like you couldn't do that, so Greg and I would. I, I not Greg. I would. We. Why are you getting in that bed? We have not solved this. You get, we, and I would be in tears sometimes. Like, oh my gosh! Like, my, I'm going to lose my salvation if you go to bed angry. Like, what is happening? And he'd be like, I am now. You're crazy, and I'm going to sleep. Didn't, didn't Chuck hit on this like a yeah. week or so ago? And he's like, whoever came up with the you don't go to bed angry yeah. or with something unresolved, yeah. it's just not. Feasible. It's not feasible. It's sometimes not. You need to sleep on it. You yes. do. And, some and sometimes entering when those conversations are in the middle of when you're so tired. Oh. It's better to rest. Well, you're, like, not you're not supposed to argue reasonable. or talk about money like after six o'clock at night. I heard somebody say that and I was oh. like, that's genius because you're tired. You've had a long day. You might be hungry. Like you're done for the day. Talk about it in the morning when you're fresh. <laughs> if you're ready to talk about it. Me, I'd be like, dang it, it's 5.59. Holding, <laughs> holding. Well, we can't talk about it today. <laughs> If I can just avoid this conflict until six, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think too, knowing that there's little pieces of wisdom that work for different people, like that will work for if you have a lifestyle that works for it. Right. I mean, so I think too, knowing that piece of it, but being open, I think asking the people you live with, Hey, what's it like to live with me Mm -hmm. and being ready for that answer? I think that's 
good. And then yeah. asking the people you're close to, what's it like to be friends with me? Like, how, like, yeah, but you have to be I, open to constructive you criticism. Absolutely, do. And Don't there's ask people it that say they are to. and they're not. No. Exactly. I've learned recently, I which too. is why I'm, I, I mean, I will, so many I will tell you, I've gotten better. I'm not great at it. Like, I have to, I have to stop and go, okay, if they're doing this, this, where is this coming from? Is this coming from a good place or is this mm. coming from a bad place? I'm like, odds are it's coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. So I have to just. That's what's so great about siblings though. Oh, they'll tell you straight out. You don't have to ask. You don't have to ask. They'll be mad at you. They'll be like, because you men. No, I didn't. And then, oh, yeah, I kind of did. And it takes a couple hours for it to sink in or minutes. So if you find yourself in a home, just saying, I mean, because we just have a few minutes left. I wanted to get on this part too, though. Like, what about like conflict or even friendships, relationships, conflict? If you feel like you're in a lot of conflict, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Brinley and I just made a comment last night. She goes, she is so, she has so much drama. And I said, that's funny because her mom's full of drama. Mm-hmm. And I said, and she makes up drama to have drama. It's and a learned thing. Yeah. Brinley goes, so does a daughter. And she was like, that's why we're not dramatic. And I said, well, I, I, let's not go that far, Brinley. But you do learn. Like mm-hmm. kids learn from their parents if there's drama. Yeah. But con- if you're involved in a lot of conflict, why? Yeah. Why? What? What is the point? Because that can be a vibe of your home too. It is. Literally, yes. you walk in and you just know you're bracing yourself every yes. day. You just know. I kind of grew up like that. Like my dad was like, you would grow, you would walk in just going, he's going to point out something, or I didn't do something right. He get mad at something. In that. that was his oh, happy yes. place. So Sickness. what did you do to make sure that wasn't your home? It sounds like you didn't want that. So what oh, did you do that. to make sure that that wasn't your home? Uh, or your God relationships, or your God friendships, even. For my home, I'm going to say I did nothing. That's a God thing. Well, you prayed mm-hmm. about it. It's what you did. I don't know if I did pray, like, I don't want to be this way. But it's just, I knew I didn't want to be like him. Well, it, we talked about, or did we not talk about it, just having the presence of God in your home and mm-hmm. making making him a, the biggest part of your home mm-hmm. is what keeps those things from happening. I think if you're constantly looking to God, then you're not looking Right. Toward bad things. Yeah. So and you I can have die a, to yourself every day. Every day. You have to make that decision sometimes every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have it along those lines. I have a verse I was going to Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. It says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the body of peace. Because I think if you think about in your home, like you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to say I'm a prisoner in my home, <laughs> but these but are your so people. So many people are a yeah. prisoner of their these, home. Though. This yeah. and these are your people. Like I'm for the Lord, but this is where I reside. These are the people I'm with. So if we're all, if we want the vibe of our home to be humility, mm-hmm. gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, you can't blame somebody else for that. You can't. You kind of right? have to, yeah. I Even can see being like, oh, friend. I always would be, but if he didn't do that or she didn't say mm-hmm. that or this kid wasn't that way or I didn't have to struggle with that, just accept what's, accept your lot. But what if you and have this a, is what God gave you. What if you have a spouse that's like, I don't want a relationship with God right now? I don't. That's a great question. That that's is, hard. That is very, very hard. You're, that's where the forbearance, right, comes in. But also and I peace. think wise, and wise counsel, like going to someone that you're mm-hmm. willing to be very open and vulnerable with and you're willing to admit that. Like that's what's hard for women in the church a lot of times is admitting, mm-hmm. going to someone and saying, this is the reality of what my marriage is. I don't know what to do. And hoping and praying for wise and sound and godly counsel. Because you can also mess somebody up if <laughs> – and you if don't even the person so much you're the, going to isn't, yeah. you know. Well, and you think about churches in, in, the, in the past. earlier days. They, yeah. They, you, That's why it's you a good people, Christian counselor. Just, yeah, yeah. You you have people, Debbie, that come to you, and you, yeah. you probably have to sit and go, God, time. you know, give me the words to say and give yeah. me the, because and you I don't myself, want to give somebody Right, and I'm, a, I'm not perfect either, so it's not like everything I say is going to be great when it comes out of my mouth. I've, got my, I've had to apologize before. Because yeah. I'll go back later and think, okay, when I sat down and we had this discussion, I don't think I said that well. Yeah. And I've had to go back and say, listen, I just want to apologize for you, to you for that. I did not. And I do it quickly. You don't mm-hmm. want to let that stuff sit. Yeah. But you have to be open. I'm like, I'm constantly praying to the Lord, please, please let me know the things that I need to address. But you have to understand you're going to mess up a lot. Not a little. That's the other thing, too, is the mm-hmm. number of apologies. I'm like, how much have you apologized to your spouse or your kids? Because really, asking for forgiveness is what you're asking for. Not just, I'm sorry, he's in a general, I'm sorry to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. But Lord, show me the things that, man, there's, I need to ask forgiveness for this. That's kind of a normative level of grace. Mm-hmm. But then we talk about the non-normative. 
level of sin. And that's the narcissism, right? That's the narcissism. That's the hurtfulness that you're living in every single day. Mm-hmm. The spiritual abuse, the the emotional. emotional abuse, the financial abuse, where someone in the home is wanting to control all those things and manipulate you and your emotions. So you're riding this constant roller coaster day to day. Those are the types of conversations that now you're talking to somebody about what that means. Well, what is forbearance? What mm-hmm. is humility? What does love and unity look like in that situation? Does it look like you need to leave? Is that what that is? Does it look like you need to stay? But we can't make those decisions for anyone. They have to make those decisions for themselves. Well, I think as Christians, um, a lot of times people are like, I don't want, want to get a divorce that goes that goes against God. And I just mm-hmm. have to think there are so many marriages that God never chose to take place. Like he would never have put those two people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still a sinner, right? I mean, right. and I know that gets heavy and hard. But it does mean that we're... It should be. Yeah, it is hard. Exactly. We're talking about people's souls, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's where I've just learned utter and absolute humility because there's times I look at people and I'm like, I don't know what to say. I just don't know. <laughs> well, a lot of people look for answers from other humans and they shouldn't even be looking no, at humans no, or the church for the answer. Yeah. How many times in your life have you stopped yourself and you're like, well, I'm going to call so-and-so and yeah. ask what they think about this. And then I'll stop and I'm like, no, I'm going to ask what God thinks. Yep. I'm going to pray That's and right. just say, God, I need to know what you think. That's right. But and you t- may not hear it straight away. No. It may take some time. No, he probably won't even answer you because yeah. he wants you to sit, sit in, in that uncomfortableness yeah. or wrestling with or looking through and doing things on your own that bring you into a better relationship with him. That's what he wants. And something you touched on, going to a Christian counselor, that is what got me through mm. my stuff. I went to other counselors and it was, you know, rely on yourself. No, self got you. Self got me where I was. Yeah. So. Which was a nervous breakdown in my was, home at 21. Yeah. So Christian counselor. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So did you, but that took time. It did take time. Right. It took years. It's not like it fixed it overnight. No. Because That's the endurance to, part that yeah. as a Christian, you yeah, you know you have. You just have to remain in it. Mm-hmm. It's endurance. It's a journey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I wish, well, I mean, we could keep going forever on this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, you know, because having a home full of peace and unity takes a lot of work. And if you have a lot of people in your home and not everybody's on board, <laughs> sometimes... It takes a lot of forbearance. It doesn't so. take much yelling, though. Don't yell. Yeah, it doesn't. You're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> Just break. Don't if yell. you find yourself being a yeller, I would say it's time to work on that for sure. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're a yeller, I, w- I would say that's absolutely true. All right, everybody. Until next time, we are so glad you were here with us today. But um, this is Noisy, noisy Narratives um, done with this podcast. So we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Oh, you got your buy-in. You just I had was, to. I didn't, you just had to.